Sexagesima, February 7th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully grant that by your power we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Sexagesima is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 55th chapter. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy, and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Let the nations know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the Most High over all the earth. O my God, make them like the whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind. The epistle is from the letter to the Hebrews, the fourth chapter. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Let us, therefore, be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. 
and some of it fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, Light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate, he suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May God bestow on us his grace, with blessings rich provide us, 
And may the brightness of his face to life eternal guide us, that we his saving health may know, his gracious will and pleasure, and also to the nations show Christ's riches without measure, and unto God convert them. Thine over all shall be the praise and thanks of every nation, and all the world with joy shall raise the voice of exultation. For thou shalt judge the earth, O Lord, nor suffer sin to flourish. Thy people's pasture is thy word, their souls to feed and nourish, in righteous paths to keep them. O let the people praise thy worth, in all good works increasing. The land shall plenteous fruit bring forth, thy word is rich in blessing. May God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit bless us. Let all the world praise him alone, let solemn oppossess us. Now let our hearts say Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. This is the word of the Lord. The Lutheran Church confesses a unity within Scripture's double-edged law and gospel sword. One cannot exist without the other. One cannot function without the other. Neither is removed from the other. 
as the two edges of a keen blade still form a unified and effective weapon for the protection of the wielder or for the death of the transgressor. Therefore, as with any word of Scripture, the parable of the sower and the seed can be used in two ways. Certainly, there is comfort in the liberality of the sower, who is the Lord himself. For this sower's reckless abandon ensures that the seed, which Christ affirms is the word of God, is not left out of any nook or cranny of creation. Indeed, the sower sows his reckless love throughout all of creation, regardless of whether there will be fruit. In an unfamiliar sense, this confesses the doctrine of predestination and election according to its proper scriptural definition. The sower loves, so the sower sows. The Lord loves, so he sends forth his word by the Spirit into every nook and cranny of creation. He provides salvation, and he does so generously, recklessly, and lovingly. All are given the means. All are called. All are whom the Lord wishes to gather to himself. All are whom the Lord wishes to bear the glorious and salvific fruits of faith. This is the comfort of predestination and election. God has elected man to salvation. He has died for man as man that man might be saved. He scatters the seed so generously that man cannot claim responsibility for any further sowing. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. This does not mean that you ought not live as a Christian and boldly confess the faith before the world. Indeed, you must do this. And blessed are you when the world reviles you, and when the world persecutes you, and when the world puts you to death for this spirit-born confession. However, what it does mean is that the salvation of your neighbor is not yours to enact. If the sower sows as generously as Christ says he does, what work is there left to do? If Christ is the sower, where is your responsibility for your neighbor's salvation? And where is this responsibility given to you? Thus, the idea that unless you yourself perform the evangelical work of telling the world about Christ, they will never know or never be saved is pious, and it is born from a love of the neighbor, but it is misguided.
the kingdom of God is meant for everyone, and all who will be saved will receive the word. The Christian walks the via media, the middle road, neither affirming the we-do-nothing of the antinomians nor the we-do-everything of the evangelism-obsessed. While there is great comfort in this parable and in its explanation of predestination and election, there are nevertheless hard truths and causes for repentant self-reflection. Some indeed as careless hearers, some as weak, but others as the very slaves of pleasure and worldly things hold aloof from what is good. The word of God cast recklessly out into the world will never fail to perform its work, as the Lord promises. Where it seems salvation is not active, where it seems as though no fruits are blooming, and where hungry bird devils peck away the hope of germination, it is not the fault of the sower or of that which is sown. The fault lies instead with the soil that receives, or receives not, that which the sower sows. As the seed word works, so does the soil in which it is cast strive against that holy work. The idea of a threefold enemy to the Christian, an anti-trinity of sorts, is not unique to Lutheranism. The enemies of devil, world, and flesh are the enemies described by Jesus in this parable, and each of them seeks to nullify and reject the work of the sower. The birds are the devils who seek by temptation, by allure, and by promises of pleasure to snatch away the word of God from those who believe and from those who believe not. These devils seek to remove the mind and heart of man that which is, from that which is his true salvation, that man's will would be bound not to the Lord, but to devils instead. Evil begets evil. Touching evil incarnates evil. Doing evil embraces manifest evil. Therefore, the Lord's command is from the mouth of the psalmist, Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. The thorns are the cares of the world. What you will eat, what you will wear, where you will live, what you will do, how you will manage, who you will vote for, where the country goes, and how it will survive, your wealth your health, preservation from sickness and disease, pandemic and death. Cares and worries, fear and trembling, that have anything other than God as their source are choking thorns of idolatry that will most certainly asphyxiate your faith. Therefore, Jesus also warns you, saying, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Finally, the rocks upon which some seed grows, but only temporarily, 
are the hard hearts of man, governed by the sinful nature of the flesh. These hearts may believe, yes, and the church and her people pray fervently that the Lord would break open such hearts that they would believe. But the Spirit is often so much more willing than is the flesh. Often as well is the shallow soil of these rocks more open to shallow sentimentality than the true substance of the faith. When this is the case, sentimentality lasts for but a short while before it shrivels and dies without nourishment. St. Paul writes, For us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we live. There is one Lord. There is one sower. There is one word. There is but one seed of salvation. Yet there are two ways set before man. There is the way of the sower, the way of life. And there is the way of death apart from the sower. This way of death is marked by those devil birds, by choking thorns of distracting worry, and by hardened stone hearts with shallow and inattentive faith. The salvation of God is for everyone, and the blood of Christ is poured out for all. But not all will receive. Some reject Christ outright. Some have their love choked out by the world. Some have their faith stolen away by devilish tactics. Some believe until things get difficult, or until their belief is faced with its first real obstacle, and then they abandon it. In any case, Jesus does not have a 100% success rate when it comes to love that is reciprocated. Thus, in a parable about one seed and two ways, you receive one word and two ways. There is the harsh reality of the law, as you undoubtedly see within yourself remnants from every category of the unfaithful. This ought to be obvious, especially from Jesus' parable because your faith is under attack. You live in a war long raging, and you will not escape without wounds on this battlefield. Yet there is also sweet gospel for you who believe and who are still at war. The birds are coming, but you have a voice to call from deliverance from their assault. The thorns spring up around you, biting, chafing, and choking. But you are able to repent and to cast these cares upon another who will free you from your prickly embrace. The shallow and uncommitted, the selfish and the self-centered, have the promise of a hardened hammer of the Lord who will melt the hearts of stone like wax 
and whose word will create a clean heart of depth and understanding through his church, through his liturgy, through his word and words, through every facet of his gentle touch. Remain steadfast and immovable. Permit that your soil be good, that your roots be deep, and that your fruit be luscious and well-ripened at the return of the sower to reap. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the people of God clothed in righteousness bestowed, for a fervent yearning for the touch of Christ in word and in sacraments, for the health and well-being of the body that is the Holy Church, for the faithfulness of bishops and pastors, for the piety of the people, and for the preservation of the pure doctrine of the Holy Church in Catholicity, let us pray to the Lord. For all saints and martyrs of the faith, for right confession in life and in death, for perseverance, strength, and resoluteness in every good calling, and for unending light to shatter the gloom of darkness, let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world and for her people, for peace without warfare, prosperity without greed, love without condition, and joy without restraint, that God would crush the wicked and end all strife, and for the dawn of Christ's return to the nations, let us pray to the Lord. For good and noble rulers, for wisdom and integrity to all in authority, especially Joseph, our president, Michael, our governor, and all other men and women who serve to rule this nation, for patience and calm, and for right and proper submission, let us pray to the Lord. For the innocent, the just, and the honorable, for the recognition of the dignity of personhood, for the preservation of all lives, including and especially the unborn and the elderly, and for the repentance of all and the mercy of God, let us pray to the Lord. For the love of Christ to burn with zeal, for the strength and preservation of all Christian marriages, for upright and faithful men, for compassionate and caring women, for the work of all fathers and mothers, for the preservation of the household, for honorable and obedient children, and for comfort to the barren, the infertile, the childless, and all who mourn the loss of children, let us pray to the Lord. For all that is good, right, and true to abound, for renewed vigor in rebelling against the spirit of the age, for defense against every evil of body and soul, for spiritual renewal, and for undisturbed Christian life and living in the way, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician as he knows it is needed, and in his good pleasure, for all who suffer ill, all who live in sorrow, and all who fear with hopelessness, for the sick and distressed, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Ramona, Randy, Creed, 
Richard, Dorothy, Carol Jean, and Daryl. For peace to the dying, blessed repose to the dead, and comfort to the bereaved, and for the calm of trust in the Lord's ear to hear and his hand to work, let us pray to the Lord. For all enduring want or need, for plenty to the poor and the destitute, for shelter to the homeless and gainful work to the unemployed, for correction and amendment to the wayward and the misguided, for comfort to the distraught and the depressed, for love to the forsaken and the abandoned, for the care and preservation of all people in all lands, and that the church and her people would bear the fruits of faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, though you are the everlasting word of the Father, you did not spurn the virgin's womb, but took upon yourself the dusty flesh of your fallen creatures. In you the mercy of the Godhead is not only seen, but touched and tasted, known to the fullest in your communion with man. Grant that we who seek this holy food of flesh and blood may have hearts made pure to receive, that by your hand we may be fed with tangible divinity unto life everlasting, and not to our great harm. Sustain us in every endeavor, plead for us before the heavenly throne, and gather your holy church together from the ends of the earth, that we may be one body with you as our head, even as you now live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.